Hello and welcome to the Umpire Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, we have got a fantastic win to talk about on our 200th episode of the podcast. 2-1 at Huddersfield Town and Lucas Jow scoring an absolute thunderbastard to get us the win. I've been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Hey, Paul. Great description of uh, Jao's goal. Couldn't couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> Basically was, wasn't it? I've also been joined, been joined, can't speak, I'm so excited, by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Hi, Paul. I think we're all sharing your excitement this afternoon after that, that goal from Jao, so... <laughs> yes, totally, 100%. It's just a fantastic time to be a Redden fan. We're getting wins. We've got ourselves up to fourth, as it stands at the moment. Let's talk through that game a little bit quickly before we go into it in more depth, Alex. It's just really amazing, isn't it? See us get a comeback win, which I think is really key for morale and team spirit. Yeah, I mean, you can't underestimate how important it is to come back from from being behind, especially away from home, and and pick up three points uh, against a team like Huddersfield, who've only lost three games at home before today, and and they're, and they're not a they're not a side who are in the relegation zone or or batting relegation this year. They are. I mean, had they won today, they would have only been three points behind us, I think. So it's uh, like it's a massive uh, comeback win. And the first one we've got under Paunovic, I, I don't know when our last one was, in all honesty. I'd have to have to look it up. But it's, you know, it's going to be huge for, for morale and, and, and just team spirit going forwards just to show that you, you, you can do that and you can prove that three points isn't unattainable, even if you do go 1-0 down. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's just so much to be said for being able to, you know, keep yourself in games even when it's 1-0 yeah totally and we look at go back to the beginning of the match looking at the team lineup that we put out we saw Lucas Jow come back in we saw Omar Richards and John Swift we were all delighted as Redden fans to see that when we met absolutely absolutely you know it's been it's I wouldn't I wouldn't say dejecting last couple of weeks but it's, it's just been a bit disappointing but it's the situation we've been in because they've all been out injured you know we've had an injury crisis really probably to rival any any others in the championship across the season really you know when you look at the players we've we've had out but then to see Zhao Zhao straight back into the team and starting Swift starting again Richard starting again the added bonus of having Puskas on the bench that came out of nowhere you know to 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 now know that you know Zhao starting brilliant and on the bench it's Puskas or Bulldog you know you've got two options there now and it, it was just such a welcome relief and you know there was a feel good factor around again you know pre-match everyone was looking at it and thinking right here we go you know we've stayed in the mix up until this point we're getting players back now we can kick on you know um and um it, it was just a brilliant or it was just a brilliant mood before the game yeah you look at the formation that we had about the players coming in omar richards kind of the first goal obviously huddersfield scored after six minutes through campbell do you think maybe a little bit of rustiness there from omar not stopping the cross come in and could have Holmes done better there, Alex? Um, yeah, I think Holmes gets beaten a little bit easily in the air. It's um, very similar, in all honesty, to the IU chance uh, against Swansea a couple of days ago where Holmes does get beaten. Um, I think Raphael made a save that time. Can't remember it off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think Holmes probably thinks probably will think he needs to do better there. Um, being beaten by a player who's who's kind of just ghosted in behind you uh, and, and just beating you in the air without you really challenging for it is, is probably not really what he would be expecting of himself. Um, rustiness from Richards is probably part of it too. You can see on, on the replay that he's probably two, three yards away from the cross before it actually comes in. And 
you know, earlier in the season, would that be a cross he potentially blocks and, and stops coming in? Yeah, probably it would. Um, and, and maybe that's going to take him a couple of games to get back up to speed. However, would I expect Richards to block 100% of the crosses coming in? No, probably not. So, um, not great from Holmes, I would say. Uh, McIntyre and Morrison kind of get caught uh, both trying to defend the same man. I can't remember which striker it was for Huddersfield that they were defending, but um, yeah, overall, not a great piece of defending in all honesty. And you'd hope that it will be something that they look back on and, and, and try and look to see if they can make improvements there going forwards. Yeah, I think so. And we kind of like, you expect a little bit. And Holmes is also a very inexperienced player at the championship level, isn't he? So he's bound to make a few mistakes. Um, he's been excellent this season. It hasn't been uh, kind of put down on his performances. I think that possibly we saw something from Aluko today. I think he has been showing a little bit more this season. If you look at his performance on a consistent basis, if he knew how to finish, we could have easily got back in that game a lot easier. But there was positives for him there, wasn't there, man? Absolutely. And I think, to be fair, even though we went we went down so early, there was a lot of positives actually in the first half as a whole, you know, because we, we, we went down very early. It was a dejecting goal. You know, we were on quite a, quite a high before the game, you know, seeing the team new, seeing everyone back fit, really being up for the game and then to go go back or concede so early on. It was it was pretty dejecting. There's no two ways about it. But then the response from the guys, Aluko as well. Aluko was fantastic. You know, it was like like you say, we've we're we're starting to see something from Aluko that we've not seen from him. And one of it is consistency. You know, he started to put in and like like not not just the sporadic performances, but he, he's he's linking all these performances together now. And and I, I think we said we said earlier, you know, I'm I'm almost getting to the point where I'm not overly worried now when I say Luca on the team sheet either because yes his finishing was a bit off today he had some brilliant chances but he also made a lot happen some of his runs were fantastic some of the some of the moves he made was fantastic in the dribbling he was taking players on he was challenging them like I say he was making things happen and that's what you want from him really because his end product's always been a bit hit and miss you know all the way back through so yeah yeah, I feel that if you'd have just got one of those chances, you see his confidence soaring yet again. He's just kind of not quite closing down the deal, is he? But we did have two great chances there right at the end of the first half. At least one. John Swift puts an absolutely fantastic free kick in, Alex. And Tom Holmes, should he score there? I mean, saying he should score is maybe a little harsh on Holmes. Uh, yeah, um, I think it is as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's you know it's it's a difficult chance in reality. Uh, a header from I know it's only five six yards out, but he's not got a lot of time to really position himself to put that anywhere except straight at the goal. It's going to be very difficult for him to try and direct that into the corner or past the keeper if the keeper's got any kind of good sense of positioning, which you know he did he does makes a decent save. Um, giving him credit, uh, but yeah, it's it's a tough chance. Uh, there's definitely a, a good piece of work though from Swift in terms of the free kick and having him back on set pieces is really really vital when Elise isn't on the field because one of those two have, being able to take set pieces is the difference between that kind of chance being created and, and not. So if you've got a Swift or you've got an Elise on the field you're going to create that kind of chance for yourself in games, even when you're not necessarily playing that well. You're going to get chances from set pieces. Uh, so Holmes not scoring is disappointing, and I'm sure he would have... I don't think he's ever scored for Reading, has he? No. 
he's had a few where he's you know he's been up there and he's I, I'm sure he's desperate to score now that Tom McIntyre's scored as well. He's, he he must be chomping at the bit to get his first goal. But um, yeah, he's unfortunate not to score there. But if he keeps putting himself in those positions at set pieces, then I think he's bound to get one this season at the very least. Yeah, I think so as well. It's just a matter of time, isn't it? T-Map missed quite a few before he actually scored. So I don't think it's a... He's not there as that role. His role is to be defender predominantly. And he's still learning. He's still very young. He's two years younger than T-Mac as well, isn't he? Yeah. So, you know, inexperienced there. We go into halftime. I'm still feeling quite upbeat, Matt. I've got to say, I was feeling that we could come back into this game. Well, Lucas Jow just said, this is my time to join the party. I am back in the championship and you need to watch out for me. 52nd minute, T-Mac plays an absolutely Paolo Maldini pass there. Absolutely perfect pass, weighted, and Jao bullies him. Just brilliant. What are we thinking of that, Matt? It's, it's Jao's playground and we're, we're all able to watch him in it. It's just, it's unbelievable. You know, it's just, it's just what Jao does. You know, I mean, it, the, the strength which will credit has to be given like say to Tom McIntyre for the pass as well because it's 40 50 yards it's brilliant it's 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 just a brilliant ball in behind but the work that Zhao does once he's got onto the end of it is fantastic I mean he brushes the defender off I can't remember who it who it was um uh, it was their number 35 I think but um just brushes him off the ball as if he's just not there and just the calmness just to just slot it under the keeper it's just a brilliant brilliant goal but we've we've seen this a couple of times from Zhao do moves like that, do finishes like that. But it's just, it was just fantastic. And it was just what we needed at the start of the half. You know, we needed a quick start. We we said it at the time that, you know, if if we if we get if we get a quick goal within within five, ten minutes, we'll go on and win the game here. Because th- there was a goal between the teams really in the first half. And then it was just even more so in the second half. I think when Jail gets into that position, you don't expect him to miss as well. No. Absolutely, yeah. I, I know there's been maybe, like I can really remember two free chances this season where I think, oh, wow, Zhao's actually missed a chance. And that's it. It's really rare. He's scoring with everything he touches this season. And he's got, what, 16 goals now this season? Uh, it, the conversation's got to be had that he is one of the best strikers in the league. No doubt. Yeah. All, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Tony is probably a better finisher and Armstrong's probably got more pace and maybe is scoring more goals. Uh, but Zhao's all-round game. He drops deep to come and come and hold up play. He brings players into play like Elise. He brings a into play. Um, you know, he, he can finish. He scores long range. He scores from close in. I don't think there's a better striker in the championship personally. And and I think the biggest thing about Zhao is, as well, he makes things happen. You know, it, it like like I say, it's not just it's not just the finishing and it's not just, you know, the goals he scores. He he makes goals for himself, which you know, your Tony's, your Pookies, brilliant finishers you know they, they they will finish their dinner every day of the week but do they make a goal like Zhao does for his second goal no you know and and I think as an all-round striker you and Adam Armstrong might come close but he doesn't have the strength of of Lucas Zhao you know Lucas Zhao is just I think probably the most complete striker we've had at Reading as well for quite some time yeah, I'd to disagree on that one. He's been fantastic, hasn't he? We then see the introduction of Michael Elise on the 61st minute. Now, on the live watch watch along that we did today for the first time, uh, Matt, you claimed that the second goal for Lucas Jail was an assist for uh, Michael Elise. Now, come on. We've got to say, now you've had a little bit of time to think about this. Uh, 
Lucas Jow did that all on his own. He just said, no, I want a goal. And that's where this ball is going. And he just absolutely twatted that ball. <laughs> that is what he did. I think there's no other way you can put it. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was like, well, it, it still might go down as an assist for Elise. Eh? I'm, just... <laughs> I'm sure it will technically. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Elise is still going to pick up his, uh, his his assist bonus in his paycheck at the end of the month, isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, but 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 I mean, yeah, it's it, it's just what Xiao does. You know that that is, and that's that's what I say about him. He, he makes things happen. He creates goals for himself. He has no right to score that, but he fashions the space. I mean, the Cruyff tourney or the little Cruyff tourney does at the start to, to get away from the defender, the step away from the second defender. And then, I mean, the finish is just sensational. I mean, um, he, he did that a few times at Sheffield Wednesday, but we've not really seen him crack in a few long range shots like that for Reading too much to be honest but we know it's in his locker you know we know he can do that he did one actually against Coventry as well didn't he that that was similar um but I mean we know he can do that and just how he does it himself is just sensational and he's a difference maker he's a difference maker on the team yeah totally he's a fantastic player I mean if you're a Huddersfield fan you'd be a little bit aggrieved about the penalty shout. They'd had a little, a few moments before that from Morrison. What did you think of that shout, Alex? Now we've seen it back. Yeah, now we've watched the replay of it. Um, I can see why the Huddersfield players jump up for it because Morrison's left, his left arm is, is very, very spread away from his body. You can't, you really can't tell on the video whether it's smashed off his left arm or whether it's smashed off his elbow. Um, it travels a little bit too quickly in all honesty to be able to tell. But with the amount of Huddersfield players who jump up calling for a handball, I would say it probably has come off of his left arm and bounced up, bounced down looking to the floor. I know Matt disagrees with us, but um, yeah, I think, I think we got away. I think we got away with one and it was probably a penalty, uh, but I'm not really going to complain too much. Don't really care. Yeah. I didn't care at all, but it did happen. And if it was against us, you'd say that's a penalty, wouldn't you really, Matt? I know you're completely blinkered, but it was. Come on. <laughs> well, no, because I think it does come off his right elbow, which is right in his body. You can see the way the ball moves away. I think, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I can see why they appealed for it. Because like Alex says, his left arm is pretty much at a right angle away from his body. But I, I'm pretty confident that it comes off his right elbow, which is in his body. And it's not going to be a penalty. Yeah, well, Huddersfield, after this, it was a kind of a little bit of a scrappy match after that, wasn't it, for quite a period of time. But in the last 10, 15, probably the last 10 minutes, Huddersfield really pushed on Alex, didn't they? And he did have some good chances. Yeah, to be honest, Huddersfield pushed on probably once Lucas Yao came off. Uh, yeah. That's kind of when the game kind of swung a little bit more momentum-wise towards uh, Huddersfield. and. Whether they, I don't know if they really created masses of chances. There was one really good save from Raphael quite late on, uh, which was... They had the one-on-one when he was straight through on goal as well. Yes, in fact, you're right, yeah. So Raphael made a really, really good save, though, um, so... That was that was kept kept us up to one, which was it was a good save, pretty low down to his right. Uh, probably it was quite quite close in that stop as well. It was a very very good save, and um, you know to keep us in the lead at that point was really important. The the Impenza chance was quite late on, and uh, it, 
it looks a little bit like Holmes has been caught out with what looks to be an offside trap. As you can see, if you watch the replay of it, McIntyre and uh, Morrison have stepped up, and Richards is already ahead of the defensive line anyway, and Holmes is probably maybe two yards too deep because um, McIntyre calls off for offside as soon as the pass is played through to Impenza, and we're probably quite fortunate that he's hit it from 18 yards. He probably could have taken it a little bit closer in all honesty and tried to, I don't know, dink it over Raphael or something, but he's he's hit it from about 18 yards out as he's gone through on goal and putting it wide was, yeah, a little fortunate, I think. And hey, that's the championships football for you. Strikers don't finish all their chances. So uh, yeah, if it was another day and they'd scored, I don't think we could have had too many complaints. I think they probably had enough chances to say that draw wouldn't have been exactly an unfair result. So, yeah, I think let's let's go with the fact that three points is great. It maybe wasn't the perfect defensive performance, but we got away with it today. But in many ways, a really good kind of mature performance. I'd say that we're learning from mistakes. And building on that basis, I did like the fact that after the match, Panovic said, I didn't enjoy New Year's Eve because I was too worried about this match. I mean, that is what you want. I mean, it's his job, but it's kind of ticks the box as a fan. And to see us come back is so important for us going forward because we're going to have ups and downs, Matt, aren't we? It's not going to be a straightforward journey to get into the playoffs. We are in fourth. We could get automatic still. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we're only three points behind Swansea as well in the automatic position. So, I mean, it's completely, it's not off the cards at all. And, you know, we, we've stayed so close with so many out injured. Hopefully we'll strengthen in January and we'll have a full complement, you know, back by, you know, mid to the end of January, you know, who knows? And then it's, it's anyone's guess. You keep Zhao fit. He's going to get you, he's going to get you so many goals. And with Zhao and the team, we've got a chance. Um, so, so yeah, but it was just, I think a lot of credit has to go to Paunovic for how he's turned turned this all around because I think coming into coming in in the summer, you know, no one would have no one would have predicted this. You know, if if someone had said, you know, we would have been fourth by our twenty third game halfway through the season, I think most people would have either laughed at you or just shaken their head and just say, "Don't be so daft." Like um, it's it's been a fantastic run that you know he's 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 been able to put together and you know it's it's a good team he's got a good spirit and there's just all the hallmarks for success at the moment so one one thing that i would um maybe look at is last season we often spoke around how bowen had gone into the club and uh, and took over the reins and he'd made the club much more organized in defense and <laughs> one of the cliches obviously football management is you start at the back and you make your defence organised and that's where you build your success from. And Paunovic has taken that defence and, and basically built on it. And are we a perfect side defensively? No, we're not. But the thing is that Paunovic has also got us playing well going forwards, which that's what Bowen always struggled with. And whether that was because of Jao not being fit or whether that's because he didn't have the players to fit the system he wanted to play, whatever it was, um, Paunovic has found something that going forwards also works for him. And that's obviously leading to his being successful on the field at both ends of the field. I think it's some interesting comments here from the Huddersfield uh, head coaches, Carlos Corbran. He said, for me, the team started really well, but little by little, they, Reading, started to make some moments in the game that didn't allow us to press and recover the ball. I think that kind of sums up what we did, Matt. We just kind of slowly took control, apart from the last 10 minutes when it was shaky. Yeah, yeah, and it, and, and it, it pretty much was. You know, it, it, it was only really the first 
the first five six minutes which then ended them in them scoring that you know Huddersfield really had control of the game and you, you know from from that point on it was it was pretty one-way traffic you know it's why at half time I think I saw a lot of criticism on 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 Twitter and Facebook and stuff of of um, of players and the performance, but it wasn't a bad performance in the first half. You know, I mean, we we, we really started coming into the game. The press was very good. It got even better then in the second half. Um, and Huddersfield just didn't have an answer for it. You know, you 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 start to wonder. Oh, they you know they've got to make a change soon because you know it's just it's just it's just going one way at the moment. It's nothing is nothing's changing. Um, but it, it, it took until, like, like say, about eighty minutes. Then, then they almost they pretty much just had a five minute onslaught. But then after that, even you know, it, it was very good game management. Then for about the last ten minutes, you know, including extra time, that how we then saw it out. You know, it was taken to the corner defensively was very good, very solid. You know, yes, I think we went to the five at the back when Estevez came on, but um, it, it was just a very complete performance. You know, I think in in most areas, like. Was it a bad goal to concede so early on? Yes, but there wasn't a huge amount of negatives apart from that that you can really pick on. Yeah, I just want to say before Alex says something, is there that Panovic completely agrees with you? He called it our most complete performance, man. <laughs> good, good to know. Good to know he <laughs> he, he agrees and he's take, taken it from, from my book. We'll put it on record. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'd probably disagree in, say, in saying it was our most complete performance of the season. Personally, I think we've we've definitely played better. I think Bristol City at home would probably that was probably my you know my personal number one game of the season. We we tore Bristol City apart that day. This is probably the best away performance I've seen us put in though, um, it, or at least most mature performance. Perhaps that's a better word for it. Uh, we played very well in some away games this season. Blackburn away, for example, Derby away. But this is probably the most mature performance when we've come back from behind and we've. We've really looked like the better side the whole game um, without really... I mean, I don't really think we were looking like we were ever going to lose once we got back to 1-1. Never looked like we were going to go go on and lose the game. So yeah, I think it was a very mature performance overall. Yeah, I think so. And I think if we look at the game that we've got like, coming up, we've got some cup games coming up against Luton, possibly with the COVID... I mean, I'm not quite sure because obviously they've had a match uh, postponed because of that reason. I don't know what, it'd be a great to have a kind of like break now for all the players. And we go into it with a really positive mindset because I'm assuming that we're going to play academy players against Luton if that match happens, Matt. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it, it's it's a welcome time as well because it's been it's been a tough December. It's been a tough Christmas period, really. You know, but coming out of it with with a win like we've got today, I mean, coming from behind, it's going to be such a confidence booster, really, for for everyone. I think that's the most important thing. I think when it when when I think of um, when I say this was probably our most complete performance of the season because you know the game against Bristol City it was a very good ninety minute performance, but you know we had control of that game from from the start. I think the way we 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 controlled the game even. You, even though we were but even though we were behind you know we it stayed professional it stayed competitive you know we still made chances um we didn't falter and then obviously ultimately came back and won um but the fact we were able to do that today going into like you say whether the game goes ahead or not probably a game where most of the players are going to be rest against Luton you know we can effectively almost or they can have pretty much you know two weeks off now you know and have a have a good chance to you know recharge and hopefully crack on now for the for for the coming months, obviously, to the end of the season. 
I mean, when you look at the next, what, five games we've got, five games, one, two, three, four, four. yeah, if you look at the next five league games we've got after this week, um, after the FA Cup game, we've got three teams who are in and around the playoffs in Brentford, Brentford, Bournemouth and Stoke. Um, and, and up until the start of February, I think it's going to be, it's vital that you have those players fit. You don't want to be going into these games with, you know, Zhao out of the team or Swift out of the team. If we've got Zhao and Swift in the side, are we going to be able to put in a performance against Bournemouth? Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Um, but without them, it's going to be really, really, you know, a lot more of a struggle um, as we've seen over the last month. And yeah, I think January is going to be critical. If we if we go through January and we pick up a lot of points or we, you know, we, we we beat the teams who are in and around us, then like who's to say that top two isn't out of reach still? Yeah, I think we can do it. And if we do play Luton Town next week, uh, we will be doing the watch along again. Watch along again. So come and join us on our Facebook page or Twitter page. Just come in with the comments. We just chat through the game. There's a bit of commentary, the goal reaction. If you look on Twitter or Facebook, you'll see uh, mine and Matt's reaction to the Lucas Jow second goal today. As you'd expect, lost our minds a little bit. And uh, that's what we'll be bringing in the next few weeks and all this period that we're in this lockdown. So cheers and thanks a lot for uh, watching and uh, watch along if you enjoyed this earlier and also for listening to the podcast tonight. We'll be back next week. No preview for that one, but we will be doing previews going on forward. Can't redo really it for the Luton match because who knows who's playing. So cheers. You us.